0: to do this i am ready are you i ready? have all the statistics do you? statistical data
1: you're gonna have to delete this because i don't know anything
0: all right start us out
1: all right welcome everybody to the ville house podcast i'm your host cruz robbie vianueva alongside my beautiful co-host holly nicole vianueva what's up babes hi holly jolly here.
0: you gotta quit lasering before you blind somebody
1: I'm sorry. It's just like a, just not a distractor.
0: I don't know. Taking it away, like in school, you're in trouble. I need <laughs> Give something. It to the teacher. I need something in my hands. He's playing with the cat laser. He's gonna blind somebody.
1: No, I don't point it at anybody's face because it can blind you. That's for facts. real? Can it really blind you?
0: It can mess up your retinas. I don't know, like if it can blind you, but I'm already blind enough, so I don't want to chance it.
1: I feel like that's something they just tell you, so you don't shine it in people's eye.
0: I mean, we can do some research on it and get back to you next week.
1: (laughs) Get back to me next week? I want the answers now.
0: I got too much stuff pulled up for tonight's podcast.
1: Do you really? I have a bunch of stuff. You are informed, ready to go. I
0: am because I'm so passionate about this topic.
1: Coming with notes. We're fresh back from Florida. We were in Orlando for training slash conference deal where they showed all the technologies, which is pretty awesome.
0: All right, I'm going to give you your facts real quick. Are you ready? This is from Oregon State University. It says, the human eye is extremely sensitive to laser radiation. Stronger laser, laser exposure can cause severe permanent vision loss. Laser pointer beams can cause visual loss, which may not be permanent, but can last up to six to eight months. Yikes. The treatment for laser retinal injuries is very limited, so prevention is key. So, yes, it's real. Oh, that sucks. Okay, but yes, we're fresh back from Orlando and we're finally home. Uh it's nice to be home.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. There's no place like home. It's peaceful. Yeah. Living out living out of a hotel sucks.
0: Mhm. It sure uh, does.
1: All right, so you ready to start this
0: one off? Yeah, so today when I don't know, early this morning, if you guys have an iPhone, I'm sure you've seen seen it, but we we get like the notifications for Apple News. Um, and it'll tell you like what the top story is. And the top story today was like, is childcare a scam? Pretty much. Like, that's not <laughs> what the title was, but it went on and on about it. And I was reading it. So then I started looking up all these facts on how it's almost infeasible for people to pay for childcare today. Um, And so there's a lot more stay at home moms than there was, like, I guess probably when we were growing up because we just, stayed at home by ourselves like we've talked about multiple times on the podcast but um I started doing all this research on like how much the the average family makes gross and then how much they take home after taxes how much child care is and all this stuff and and then it just I kind of went down a rabbit hole of it for probably about an hour earlier today <laughs> um but then I start thinking back to how much money we spent in daycare when our kids were younger.
1: A uh, shitload.
0: Yeah, and I just remember like filing our taxes one year and the year we filed our taxes, we spent seventeen thousand dollars in childcare in one year for all the kids. Which is nuts. Like that's some people's entire salary. Um like obviously not if you are educated and trained and have like a a uh, job that you've grown into, but like entry level fast food jobs, working at a gas station or something, like twenty grand is pro- pretty close to what you're gonna make. Yeah, minimum wage workers, like. So it's just so frustrating to me. I'm gonna. I didn't look. I didn't think to look that up, but I'm going to. Minimum wage gross, U.S.
1: I want to say it's like thirty k.
0: Um. Yeah, but I mean, it's just frustrating that... So, I just want to talk about child care today. And the annual earnings for a full-time minimum wage worker is um, $15,080. Oh, shit. And that's at $7.25. Minimum wage has gone up about an hour or a dollar an hour. So, now it's roughly eight twenty five. But as of 2019, the annual earnings were $15,080. Um, so, it's just frustrating that... Like when you're taking this stuff into account, um none of that is considered, you know, like you're Wait, going none in, of what is considered like you're going into a job interview, and when you hear it, like when you hear you're gonna make fifty thousand dollars a year, like it seems like a good amount of money, right, and then you take all these other things into consideration that are necessary for you to have that job, and you're really only making like a quarter or like three quarters of that or half of that like when you get by just like daycare and gas and the necessities for your kid to go to daycare and all this stuff and it's like damn is it worth it to go to work if half of my income is going to let somebody else watch my kid
1: yes <laughs> well I, it, that's all dependent right like um like if you're a single parent yeah it's worth it because you need some money right well um, I
0: look that up too Single parent income.
1: Yeah, single parent income. Like yeah. we're lucky enough that we have uh, a dual income, so both you and I. Um, but if you're looking, like dual income households, sometimes people stay stay home. One one of the spouses will stay home and watch. And typically, it's it's the wife, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's. That was the traditional way, whatever. Some things are changing. But, like, typically, that's who it was. They stayed home, raised the children, and then once the children started going to school, they could go back to work. Yeah. Um, and that was the case just because child care is so fucking expensive.
0: But, and I mean, like, yeah, when you look it, at stuff like this, it's, um I don't know, like, I try not to let it get me too frustrated because it just, it is what it is, you know, but, if you're a single parent, you have no option other than to pay for childcare, right? Yes. And while there are um there's programs out there to help you, but where those programs are at, it's places where you don't want to leave your kids. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like this place will um will take your like assistance from the government or whatever. But, also, it's nobody's taking care of your kid; they're sitting in dirty diapers for hours at a time, and it's and I'm not saying that's all of them, but a lot of it is like that, and so it's you're trying to pick and choose of the welfare of your child or pay more money pretty much is where it lies. So, when I started looking at it, I'm gonna start out by talking about the annual take home pay. In America, like what that is for a family, so that's two adults in the home working, okay. And I looked at this from multiple states' perspective, just because I think it's important to take all this into consideration. But this is t- based on 2020 rates from GoBankingRates.com, and this is just um, a place that gives out home home loans, so like a mortgage place. So they have to base it off people's income. That's where these numbers are coming from. So it's not like just made up numbers. So I looked at Texas because that's where we are at. I looked at Tennessee because that's where I'm from. Um, And then I looked at a place like California that has crazy state taxes. So obviously what your gross income is, is not what you're bringing home because you have to pay taxes. But then you have states like Texas that have no state tax. You have states like Tennessee that have state taxes, but those state taxes are based on like stocks and bonds and mutual funds. It's not your take home money. They state tax your like investments. And then you have states like California that have straight up like state taxes that are based on your income. So I'm going to start with Texas because that's the first one I have pulled up. So the median income for a family in Texas, so two adults working is $64,034. For two people working in the home. Now the tax burden for Texas is eighteen point eight one percent, which means you're paying a little over twelve thousand dollars. So you're bringing home fifty one thousand nine hundred eighty six dollars. Uh that's not a lot of money to live on. Like you, you think it is, but when I start getting into the cost of childcare, so for those of you who don't have kids, like this is going to kind of be an eye opener for you. For those of you who do have kids, it's um something that you probably already know but one thing that really i think people don't consider and i don't want to say like they take it for granted but i just think that it kind of like it's in the back of their mind but not really like in the forefront is for people like us we can't simply like call up grandma or grandpa and be like hey can you keep the kids next week or whatever it's yeah. we have no choice other than to pay for daycare
1: yeah people that would- typically that have moved away from home because uh, usually where you grow up, you'll have some family. There's people that don't have anybody to begin with, but yeah. whatever. Like the majority of people, at least like the majority of people that I know, like w- they live closer to home or closer to family. So like you have like cousins watching your kid, aunts, uncles, grand- grandparents. Just and anybody really. Yeah, like anybody can watch your kid. And that's not necessarily like – that's not only like take care, like while you go to work it's uh, when you need to go out or you need to take care of some errands without the kid, whatever. Yeah, right? just
0: anything simple, really.
1: But people that move away from family, typically people in the military, but you also have some other people that chase opportunities outside of where they grew up from. Um, and they're basically on their own, right? Uh, until you establish those relationships uh, with like friends, with close friends or whatever. But yeah, yeah. so who's going to watch your kid? Well, you got to pay somebody or you got to take them to a daycare and that yeah. shit is super expensive.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to like before this podcast is over, I want to talk about what we pay in daycare um and just some some hurdles we have to jump through in certain instances. But before we like before I get ahead of myself, that was Texas. So median income grows to 64 and then take home is 51. So Roughly like thirteen grand you're losing there, um, and again there are people who make way more money than this, and there are people who make way less money than this. This is just like the average. All right, so Tennessee, um, the medium gross is fifty six seventy one, the tax burden is eighteen point zero six, so the annual take home is forty five nine forty seven, even less than like the average in Texas. All right, now I'm going to look at California. And one thing I just wanted to like, I just chose California because their state taxes are so high. Like, so this is, we went from like far left to far right here. Um, And there's other states like Delaware, Hawaii, things like that, where it's just more. But um, cost of living is another thing to take into consideration. Like, what is the cost of living in these states? And I didn't like dive that too far dive that far down into the rabbit hole but the average income for California is 80,440 for a family their tax burden is 25.37% Jeez. that means a quarter of their income they're <clears throat> not getting <laughs> like it's going back to the state or going back to the um to the US so um their annual take home so from gross eighty thousand four hundred and forty drops to sixty thousand and thirty one dollars. That's bananas! Like it's just crazy. Um, and I mean, I'll just go over Hawaii real quick because it's on this one. But Hawaii, like the median gross is eighty three, and the annual take home is sixty. So they have a tax burden of twenty seven percent.
1: But in those two places, the cost the cost of living is fucking ridiculous. Yes. Yeah,
0: so like. You, when you look at it in comparison, so people will be like, oh, well, the the annual income is only 50 or whatever it was in Texas. It's only like 60 in Texas and it's 80 there. But that $15,000 makes all the difference when, like in places like Hawaii where a gallon of milk costs $7. Like that's not something that people think about when you're just basing it off on what money you're going to make. Yeah. I don't know, I argue this a lot, and this is going to kind of go on a money track, but also like focused in childcare, because that's what I was frustrated about. But when people look at places and they're like, oh, I got a job offer in Virginia for like $130,000. And I'm like, cool, that's like making 60 here. And they're like, what? And I'm like, to get the same house that you have here that will support your family in Virginia, you're going to be spending like six, seven hundred thousand dollars. So your mortgage is gonna be higher, cost of living is higher, daycare is higher, um, there's traffic everywhere. Yeah, commuting. <laughs> like so all these things that people just they see the number sign in the money that they're gonna make and they don't take into account everything that's factored into that. Yeah. Um, so for us, when we talk daycare, um when all of our kids were younger, like infants and toddlers, so before they started school, we had them in daycare on base. Now, let me just start this by saying, I think daycare on base and the way it's priced is 100% a scam. Like, I hate everything about it. Because for us, as a tech sergeant to a tech sergeant, um, we paid the same as a colonel to a colonel. Like, because we're just in the highest category. So everybody that makes this much money or higher all pays the same amount. Which I think is ridiculous. But again, it's based on income. So when Elena and Dallas I won't I'll just count Elena and Dallas when we had them in daycare full time we were paying more for their daycare than we paid for the mortgage on our house $700 every two weeks That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh and I mean
1: and that was just for them too cuz we still had to do uh before and after school care for the older two. Yes. Um that were going to school so we had to drop them off um before the school opened so because we had to be at work at a certain time and after school we couldn't they had to stay there and that was on top (laughs) of the 1400 that we were already paying for the
0: little ones yeah it's just it's an insane amount of money that i don't think people like I really don't think people who don't have kids understand like the burden that childcare is on a family.
1: I mean, some people do and some people don't. It's just, it's kind of hard to like put yourself in, in, in those shoes and like understand it. But,
0: and I mean, it's it's just simple things for me. Like when people, um, when people say things like, Oh, like I don't understand why you don't want to go out. And you don't want to tell them like, I don't want to spend 50 bucks to go have pizza and two beers, right? Because to them, 50 bucks is like no big deal, right? And to us, it's like, okay, that's 50 bucks on top of the 1400 I just spent on daycare. And that's a lot of money. Um, So one of the things I was looking at is how much mortgages cost for the average American. And I kind of brought it down just specifically to Texas. I didn't look at all the states because it just gets too crazy based on, um, mortgage rates and all this craziness. But the average Amer or the average Texan pays $1,187 for their mortgage. How much? So, 1187 Oh. Um, so that's roughly like $14,250. That's, it's fourteen thousand two hundred and forty four for any of y'all who are gonna check my math and tell me I was wrong but um roughly like fourteen two fifty for um just what you're paying for your mortgage so like when you put that into context if you're making fifty one nine eighty six and you're you're paying fourteen thousand that means after you pay for shelter for your kids you have thirty seven thousand seven hundred and forty dollars left to like live on for the year like that's all the money you have to yeah. pay all your necessity
1: that's groceries gas
0: and that doesn't vehicles. include childcare yet like we haven't we haven't factored in daycare yet um so based on care.com's like numbers right and care.com can be a little skewed so um they kind of line up with what we pay but it's a little different so for a nanny, for one child in 2020, you're looking at $612 a week. Yeah. So, like, obviously not a lot of people have nannies, right? But that's for one kid. So, for daycare, for a child care center, for one child, you're looking at $340 a week. So um, that's what, like, we'll just round it out to, like, 13000 no, $1,300 a month that you're paying. Um, so again, more than your mortgage for just one kid. But then based on the census, 80% of families in America have at least two kids. And daycare for two kids is $640 a week. And that's just absurd to me that you would be paying that much money when you're only making like what the median income is like, how do you sustain life that way?
1: Some people can't. It's, it's, it's extremely difficult, which is the reason why some people like one will work and one will stay home with the kids until they're old enough to go to school. And then you can go to work after that. But because of those prices, that's so damn difficult. I mean, I remember when we were first looking for daycares for Elena and, like, my mind was just blown with the prices of these. And I get it. The argument's like, well, you want to pay for good care for your child. Yeah, but to the point where it's reasonable, right? Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, another thing that just makes me salty on this topic is a lot of daycares, you're paying this much money, like $340 a week for one child is roughly like $16,000 a year that you're paying in daycare and if you have an infant or a toddler like that daycare is not providing formula or diapers or wipes like you have to bring those things on top of the funds that you're spending um so for a military like the the rules are different now so like don't come at me because i know their rules aren't the same now but when i had braylon elena and dallas i only got six weeks off of work like that was it so from the day they gave birth until the day I had to go back to work was exactly six weeks.
1: Okay, we're back.
0: Yeah, but so just six weeks from the day they were born until the day I had to go back to work. And my thoughts, again, like I'm salty about this subject, so like I get it. But my thoughts are when they're infants in that stage, all they do is literally like sleep and poop and eat bottles like that's it they they're not doing things where you need like constant eyes on them all the time they're like in their crib sleeping and that's it um and so I was frustrated because it costs more for infants to to have daycare for infants and so we were paying so much money and the baby just slept all day like it wasn't it wasn't like you're in a like A bunch of toddlers, three year old, three two three year olds running around where you have to constantly be eyes on. Like there's no time. So I don't know. I was just diapers are expensive, wipes are expensive, formula is formula is super expensive. expensive, So I know a lot of people breastfeed and like to each their own, Um, but we didn't. I did. Well, we didn't. I didn't with any of our kids. So we formula fed all three of the girls, um, and I just. I don't know. It was expensive. So when you take into consi- each one
1: of those little cans, I I forget what what amount they we were. Use, yeah, but they were like close to thirty bucks mm-hmm. a pop. And you we went through them like what a week, let, maybe less. Let, probably like
0: two a week. Yeah. 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 So when you boil it down, like um, you take away daycare. So I just calculated for one kid per week. So three forty per week. In addition to a mortgage if you own your home on the 1100 and the median take-home income that you get in Texas and just on paying for a house and paying for daycare for one kid we're already down to 21,000 a year um one eighty is what I have and I'm probably a little bit off because I changed it but that's roughly like $1,750 a month to pay all your other expenses So that's your utilities, your food, the gas in your car, your car payment if you have one. Um, And so, let's divide that by four. That's like $440 a week to like sustain your family. And I just, I remember just being a single mom with Braylon before you and I got together. And I was like, I'm just going to try to get on food stamps. Because it's like... Being in the military, you don't even come close to that, like, (laughs) annual income or whatever. Like, we don't make a lot of money. So, I was looking at it, and they were like, you make too much money to get food stamps. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I can barely make ends meet. Um, And I don't want, like, this to be solely focused on women, because when you're a single parent, so... I also looked that up. I have all these numbers because I was like, my brain was just going haywire with this shit earlier. But for um, a single parent in the United States, like, it says basically like, take what the median is and divide it by two, which we know isn't the case. But like, let's say for Texas, it's 64. So that's like 32,000 that you're bringing home, right? Right. So, all right, let's say you're not paying for daycare, so you get that three hundred dollars back a week or whatever um but, like for the dudes, you had to pay child support on top of all the stuff that you're you're spending for your child, so like if you live in a different state or if something happens, you know you're not paying the three hundred and forty dollars a week for daycare, but you're probably paying like eight nine hundred dollars a month in date or in child support and let's go a made-up statistic, but probably like 8 out of 10 times, you're also responsible for all the travel to go see your kid. So like if you have to fly there, you're paying for plane tickets, you're paying for hotels, you're paying for cars, all this stuff just to physically be able to be in your kid's life. So it's like, damn, I would rather pay the $340 a week <laughs> of daycare than all these expenses just to be able to see my kid. Um, and so it's frustrating. Like the whole... The whole process is just infuriating on how, like, yes, America is, like, the best country. People say that. And, like, we have all these amenities. But at the cost to your family of what? You know? Um, And one thing. So we both work. We're obviously in the military. But when things happen like COVID, right? COVID was just a shit show all on its own. But when it first kicked off, the daycare on base was like, hey, someone in this classroom or someone in this daycare room um, got COVID. So the whole room is shutting down. And we kind of had to do this back and forth, like bouncing on. Can you be off this week? Can I be off next week? Like, how do we do it to sustain with staying home with our kids? Um, And keep in mind, while the daycare was closed, we're still being charged for daycare because you don't get to just pay when your kid is there. You pay for the spot at the daycare. Um, And so it's just, another thing that kind of triggered me was, um, like this month, our kids are out of school from December 18th for the rest of the year. So you would think we're paying for after school care from Tomorrow, which would be December 6th through December 18th for after school care. But nope, it's the same price as always as every other month, even though for half the month, our kids aren't going to be there. (laughs) And it's just like, oh,
1: so annoying. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass with everything you got to pay. I mean, we got lucky with whenever COVID hit, because whenever we had to take time off work, we still get paid. Yeah. Right we're we're not hourly workers and like for people that had to split shifts because their their childcare options pretty much went to zero they're loose and they're hourly workers like they're losing that money yeah so and i don't know if if a lot of places like civilian uh places like off base what i mean is like if you're paying for the spot or if you're paying for the time that your child is there Because if they was like us and they're paying for the spot, so they're losing income because they can't make it to work if they're hourly uh, workers. And
0: they still have the same cost. And they
1: still have to pay Mm -hmm. childcare.
0: I mean, that's how it was when the kids were at, like, when we lived in Florida, they went to, so this is another thing that just grinds my gears, but we're going to go into it for a minute, but we paid HOA fees. And in the, the subdivision we lived in in Florida, the HOA fees that we paid, in my opinion, were worth it because we had such a robust area that the kids could go to. Yeah. So there's like an indoor pool, two outdoor pools, tennis courts, a beach, a boat ramp, an RV park. Yeah. There was just a lot of things there. You could see where the money was going to. Yeah. Be. And that place had an after-school care program. So they had like an entire classroom set up. The bus went and got the kids. Whatever. Yada, yada. Um. But for there, it was off base. It wasn't based on income. It was based on per child, and it didn't matter. Like we had one week of vacation that we could take a year, so that one week we wouldn't have to pay for, and any other time throughout the year that the kids weren't at weren't there, we were still paying for it. Um, so it's it's a give and take, but it's frustrating just to see like how much of people's income goes to that. Yeah. And I think people like in their minds can wrap their head around like daycare costs a lot of money, but if you're not paying it, I don't think you can fully grasp the understanding of how much of a burden it is. And I mean, it's not like a burden that's, you don't want to pay it for your kids because I would do without to pay for the best care that my kids could get. You know, I wouldn't ever put that into jeopardy, but it's just, so much money and so when people go on these tangents about um, oh well these people haven't worked since COVID and they're just getting unemployment it's like why like they can go get hourly rate at McDonald's but then their kid has to go to daycare and they're literally working to get a check to pay the daycare (laughs) Like, that's all they're
1: doing and that's the thing like daycare like whether it's like a very very uh, I don't know like prestigious daycare I I don't know the word i'm looking for but like a better daycare than the other one or maybe it has a better rating or whatever the price difference is still not that much Mm-mm. right like it's still high no matter which yeah. way you look about it it's just which one is higher yeah uh but yeah it, you're still going to end up paying a lot of money cuz oh, fuck man like i remember whenever we took <clears throat> the gr- uh elena was it only elena? no no both the girls out of daycare from on base because we were having issues with the caretakers there and that's the other thing man like you you're paying all this money for for somebody to, to take care of your child and watch your child like you expect them to do a really good job right and to care for them like they're your child sometimes that's not the case right. like these people they're they just tr- sometimes they treat these positions
0: as just their jobs right like yeah. my job is to watch this kid but like people uh, who don't even like kids will get jobs yes. at daycares and it's like you filled out an application to work with kids knowing you don't like kids
1: yeah and then but like that's something you don't think about whenever like you're having a kid and then you start looking for daycare centers like you don't realize it it doesn't hit you until like after the fact well at least that's what happened with us like it didn't hit me until after the fact like fuck man like these people might not give a shit about my kid and they're just like they're punching the clock and they don't like but most most of the people. This is not to bash like caretakers, but most of the caretakers that we worked with have been really, really, really great. Yes. But we've had experiences with some bad ones, and that was one of the reasons that we took the kids out of uh, daycare on base because we had an issue with one in specific, one specifically, and we like took it to their their supervisor and even the head of the daycare, and it was just still. Please be a nice. That caused the whole scene. Yeah, it was still <laughs> an issue. Like because. <clears throat> uh our kid was like coming out with coming out with really bad diaper rash so we're like what the fuck like to the point i uh, had to take her to the hospital yeah we cha- we changed the diapers we changed the 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 cream all of it and it was still getting really really bad so we we're like what the fuck uh and it turns out it's because she was just letting she wasn't being changed often enough and that's yeah. like huge man because it, it turned out like she was getting a diaper rash or diaper burns they turned out to be like it, second degree burns or something yeah, like that. It turned
0: out to the point where like it blistered up and open. So like her butt would be bleeding.
1: That's, that's how bad it was. And then when we brought it to their attention, they kind of just like, okay, we'll do something about it and never did anything about it. And it happened again.
0: And so, the- yeah, I, re- I remember it. Like the first time the lady was like, well, there's no way you can determine that she got it here. Like she could have had it when she got here. And I can't mm-hmm. make that determination. So I took two days off work and I just stayed at home like just A&D ointmenting the shit out of her like just so much until the rash was completely gone like she just had like regular baby butt. So when I went in to drop her off at daycare that day, I went into the director's office at seven o'clock in the morning and I was like, hey, I just want to show you that she does not have a rash. So if she has one, when I pick her up today. I'm going to have a problem. She's like, yes, ma'am. I see it. Like I understand. And when I picked her up that afternoon, it was like someone like maybe she pooped or something. She just sat in it for like a super long time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, pull the cameras. I want to see every time she was changed. And they were like, ma'am, like you got to like, I think they called you. <laughs> like, can yeah. you come up here, sir? Yeah. And because at I that was point, just,
1: that's when we pulled her out. We're like, you know yeah. what? We're going to find other care. And, uh, man, that was scary because it it didn't get better than having care on base because it was close. Usually, like, they're they're really good, right? <laughs> and, like, um, they have set hours. They work with military. So it was a lot easier. But when it came to that, it's like, well, we're not just going to let her, like, carry on like this. So yeah. we had to move them. Uh, but it wasn't only that. Like, every time I picked up a, uh the, the girls, like, they were just, like, boogers running all over her face. Like, it just looked like she hadn't been tended to in oh, hours. yeah, Hours. So I was like, what the fuck? But anyway, so when we went looking off base, holy shit, man. It was like... You think,
0: every- yeah, you're like, damn, that place wasn't so bad. <laughs> places
1: like... And we went to go visit a bunch of places. But you go to these places and it's like, well, they're priced more than when we were paying on base. And we're like, okay, I mean, let's do it. Let's go check out the place. And you go to that place and it's like fucking run down. Like it's, it's a place that's run out of somebody's house and i'm talking about like in the hood it's like oh shit like no we can't take our baby here like like we didn't understand (laughs) but they're charging more Mm -hmm. and although the people may be great i don't know like you meet one or two people whenever we went to these places and like they seem like good people and whatever and you know you see other kids and they look genuinely happy but you look at the area and kind of like the conditions that the the facility or the house is in and it's just like oh man this is kind of sketchy it's like I, i'm not comfortable with this yeah and uh I, i'm not gonna lie we like jumped from place to place
0: um that year until we finally found something stable and yeah so for those of you who don't know if you're in the military there is a program you can go through to get certified as a daycare provider through the military at your house. So it's just like you're a babysitter in your own home, but you, um, you're certified through the military. So that means you have to be like CPR certified. You have to have inspections of your house. They can show up at any time and do an inspection. Like all these things go into play. So we finally found a lady who was probably like our saving grace. She was amazing. Um, and I have nothing but nice things to say about her. Um, in there in San Antonio and she was just like I was just so happy we found her because I couldn't like it's such a stressful thing when you're like I'm dropping my kids off with this other human being that really I don't know much about and I'm hoping they take care of my kids
1: yeah (laughs) it's scary and and you just never know man and it's uh but you're caught in that place like well I fucking have to work because I have to make money Cause I have to provide for my kids. On the other hand, it's like, I'm dropping this, I'm dropping my bait, like the most precious things in the world to you with somebody else that you don't really know much about other than like what's on a website and the fucking, the hour or two that you talk to them, like trying to get a feel for the place, right. And make a decision. Um, And then it's just experience after that. Um, But the other point, the other thing was like, not only are these places, they tend to be more expensive, uh, like when we did find a good place, they were all booked up. They're like, yeah. sorry, we don't have any openings. Maybe the wait two, list is like years long. Yes. And it's like, well, fuck, this looks like a great place. It's in a great location. Everybody looks like they're having fun. The staff is just the, the ones that we met are awesome. Like we want this place. Sorry. We don't have any openings. What <laughs> the fuck? And it was just like that place after place after place after place.
0: Or it would be like, we have a place for one of your kids, but not the other. So it's like, do we take all four kids to four different daycares to, like, make this make sense? But, I mean, okay, so that was when our kids were infants. And now they're older, right? So they're 15, and 6 now, or how old all of our kids are. So um, the two younger ones, the 8 and the 6-year-old, are the ones who we, like, really struggled with when they were a little bit younger. But, I mean, even now they're, like stupid days where it's like the school is closed for like in San Antonio, the school's closed for the damn fiesta parade. Like, are you serious? Why is the school closed for that day? Right? So you have to find daycare for your kids or leave them at home by themselves, which I'm just not comfortable with in today's day and age. Yeah. Um, so for the girls, like Braylon again is 11 and she goes to the youth center on base. It's reasonably priced. It's $15 a month. Um, but for the girls, we take them to daycare and it's, so I told you guys I would tell you how much we pay. So simply for after school care. So that's from the time they get picked up from their school on the bus, their bus to daycare until the time after school is over. So that's from 3.30 to 5.30. Two hours a day on the days their school. We pay $220 a month for each of them. So that's $440 a month literally for Two hours of care a day, <laughs> um, and they that doesn't include like anything special. It's literally they pick them up, take them to gymnastics, and that's it. Um, and obviously, our girls do gymnastics, so they're there already for that stuff, so that helps. But on days that there isn't school, like there's no school whatsoever, um, it's forty dollars a day per kid. So like Thanksgiving break, that's three days before Thursday and Friday when they're like when we're off work to stay with them but that's a three-day week where we need daycare for them and if all three of the girls went that's $120 a day like $360 for three days that's more than what we pay for the whole month for daycare so it's just uh, it's so frustrating and then I'm not gonna go on a long tangent but I just want to like also bring it up is like summer time when when kids aren't in school, so you have to have yeah. all day care for the whole summer um and we take our kids to gymnastics just because they're familiar with it they have class and stuff, but it's um thirty five dollars a day per kid for the entire summer break so um it's it's expensive and
1: and you're not you're not gonna find like anything cheaper than that yeah and, and if you do it's probably because it's some person <laughs> i don't know like some person that's not even going to watch your kid it's like hey we'll provide shelter
0: yeah and i know like i don't know but i i feel like some people are going to take this out of context but i just want to say like there are people out there who would rather their kids have a poor life like, rather than not have things, not be able to pay the bills to their house, get their waters turned off, get their lights turned off, jump from house to house, live with, like, different family members, um, then pay for daycare. And their argument will be like, oh, well, I'm, I'll am i just be working to pay for daycare. And it's like, yeah, but you're also working to give your kids some symbol semblance of normalcy. Like, this is your home. This is where we live. This is your room. These are your things. Um, and some people just that's not a priority for them. The priority is to be able to say, I'm a stay at home mom or stay at home dad. And I'm using air quotes that you guys can't see. um, And all that means is I'm going to live with my kids in a house of whoever will take us in for this time period. And because I can't afford to give them a living because I refuse to work. And if that's your choice, like that's your choice, but I would rather like pay the fees for daycare all day long. Than to not be able to give my kids stability. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's just... I know this podcast is like a 45-minute tangent pretty much. But it's just things that, like... It's such a problem for so many people. And there's no fix for it. <laughs> like, there's just... Yeah, it's yeah, it's
1: hard. Um. I... Yeah, I don't know the solution to it. it. It's I guess if there was one, it'd be implemented already, right? Yeah. But yeah, and <clears throat> the prices aren't going to go down. They're only going to get higher and higher, yeah. right? Because those people that have childcare services, they're I mean they have to pay for their overhead. They have to pay for the workers. They they have to pay for all that shit too, right? So it's like and make money off of it too. And and it's and it's not like you can hire people like and make them care for the kids right like the majority of them they'll they'll like the kids and like they'll do their best to take care of the kids but like I said some of them, it's just a job for them and it's like just a way to make money and sometimes those are the people that you have to hire
0: but I mean like even even where we take our kids so like hands down I love this gymnastics facility I think it's awesome I love the coaches that are there But I mean, like, during summertime, we're paying $35 a day per kid, like calculate that that's over $100 a day for our kids to go to this facility. And they don't, they provide them like a snack, but they don't provide breakfast, they don't provide lunch, like we have to provide those things. And they take them places in summer camp. So they go like swimming, and they go bowling and skating, and they do archery, and they do all these things. But like, on the days they go to the movie theater, right? It's like, we need you to send seven dollars for them to get like the little snack box. And then the next day, oh, we're going bowling. I need you to send five dollars. It's like damn, where's the thirty five dollars for today I gave you?
1: Uh, yeah, it adds uh, up. So and it just, oh, that, they
0: five dollar you to death. Like, you think, Oh, five dollars is a lot of money, but dang it's a it's a rough one.
1: Yeah, it all it all adds up and I mean like in the end, it's worth it, right? Because it's for the kids. But man, it's just tough. And we're lucky enough that we're we're far far along enough in our careers that um, it's not as bad as it was before, where like we were struggling. Um, but like for everybody that's just starting out, it's it's tough, man. Like I remember being airman and having having to deal with all the childcare stuff, and oh fuck, man, it sucked.
0: Yeah, and. So, like, I got very lucky when Braylon was a baby, and I say that because at the time I lived in Vegas, and I worked 24-7, 365 Ops, so there was no day that I could, like, definitively say I'm off that day. Like, Thanksgiving Day, I could be working. Christmas Day, I could be working. There was no day where I could be like, this day I for sure have off, and so um, I was working six days on, two days off, my weekend was, like, some days a Tuesday and Wednesday, some days a Thursday, Friday, whatever, wherever it fell. And so luckily my mom moved in with us and watched Braylon all the way up until we moved to San Antonio. Um, And then that's when she went back to Tennessee and, and we kind of like started the daycare debacle. But um, it was, man, like you were saying a few minutes ago, it's you find these places and you're like, this is amazing. I would love the kids to go here. And they're like, oh, the wait list is like 18 months. And it's like, well, damn, in 18 months, she won't need a spot in that classroom anymore. She'll be too old for it. She'll need the next classroom. No, we'll have to be on another waiting list. Yeah. So you're you're getting through all this. And it's really like the connections that you make. So we found the lady who watched our kids initially through our neighbor. She watched. So her son was babysat by this person. And she was like, hey, I can ask her if she can watch the girls until you guys find something permanent. Um, And luckily, she was able to do that. And then, um, you get into those things where it's like, dang, we just need a date night. Like we just need to be able to go to dinner and hang out and like be grown ups. And then again, that's $20 a pop for like three hours on a Friday night or something. Um, and so it's like, I would do anything for our kids and I would spend any ornate amount of money to give them like the best things possible, um, but man i wholeheartedly think daycare's a scam <laughs> i think there's a <laughs> i think there's a better way to do it where you can still because you think like i'm just going to use the gymnastics place for example cuz that's where our kids go but you go in there on like any given day and the lobby is so packed you can barely like move in there and so you're thinking there's like we'll go 50 kids every day after school And this is just for after-school care. So 50 kids a month just after school. That doesn't include classes. That doesn't include team or anything else. That's $11,000 they're bringing in for kids for two hours a day. I feel like their their prices are competitive with everybody else around. But I feel like there is a better way to do it than what is being done just all the way across America right now.
1: Yeah, I don't know. There's... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's difficult. And yeah, I don't think the prices are going to go down anytime soon or if they ever will. But...
0: I mean, have you seen like those big business, businesses? I want to say Google's one of them, but I could be wrong. So like, don't take this at face value. But those really big organizations where they have daycare available to their employees. Yeah. And it's like, you can just drop your kid off here when you go in in the morning, pick them up in the afternoon when you leave. And it's at no cost to the employee. <laughs> like, that just sets the family up so much different. It sets them up to be able to save, to be able to invest, to be able to provide a better life. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm
1: pretty sure those are like the big companies the the huge ones that, uh,
0: no, I mean, I understand that those, those places are like that, but I also feel like just the norm is this is the price of things. And so to be competitive with other places in the area, we're going to make our prices the same. Even if you don't need them to be that high, you're just going to charge that high because that's what other places are charging.
1: Yeah, but and, we don't know if they're,
0: well, if it yeah, needs to be that like, high. I don't know that. But I mean, like, I'm a victim of looking at places, like looking at a daycare and being like, this place seems way too cheap. <laughs> Not even look at the quality of care or anything, but if everywhere around is charging me three hundred dollars a week and this place is advertising like one thirty, I am I'm not going to give it the time of day. <laughs> yeah,
1: like what you automatically think, like what's wrong with it? Yes. Yeah, like what's the catch, right?
0: And so, I feel like people have to change their prices to be competitive because I'm sure I'm not the only one that has that train of thought. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, and that that's for sure with daycare. But I mean, you look at anything, yeah, like if anything that's quality right you look at a house like hey all the houses here are going for 250 and then you find one in that same neighborhood but it's 100 yeah like okay what's wrong what's wrong with Is, that was house it foreclosed like, yeah what's going on yeah yeah so i don't know it's difficult it's a pain in the ass man it, it, it's it's definitely a struggle when when you have to find childcare and you can't rely on on like family members or close friends or whatever to like help you out um it's just something that you got to live with. And, you know, like I said, now we're lucky. Like we're far along enough in our careers that we make enough money to like be comfortable with, with childcare. But like if you're starting out or like if you're still climbing the ladder or whatever, or it's, it's tough, man. It is fucking tough because a lot of times those prices don't change. Mm -mm. Um, And then like for newborns, you have, All the other shit that you have to pay for, man, it is super expensive.
0: You know, and I don't know why I'm just thinking about this, but I think we talked about on the podcast before the Netflix show made really depicts like how as a single parent with like very limited income, how much of a struggle it is. It's like, if I pay her daycare, then I only have like 13 bucks left to put dinner on the food for the, or put dinner on the table for the whole week. And that doesn't include like putting gas in my car to be able to get back and forth to work. It doesn't include like anything that like any emergency that may pop off that I need money for. It's just
1: uh And that's that's also assuming that you have like a regular nine to five job because a lot of these daycares they're not that flexible. Like mm-mm. you're lucky if you find one that opens before seven, um and and then it closes after after five. Yeah. right other than that like you're stuck in that time frame so like the only work that you can find is like graveyard shift or you're like screwed. you're getting out at 7 8 at night like good luck finding daycare that's going to accommodate that um unless it's that 7 to 5 work and those daycares like i i think it was in Florida if you every minute that you went over you were getting charged like 10 bucks or something.
0: $5 $5 a minute per kid so 10 bucks for us we had to so, $5 a minute per kid after five minutes of being late. Yeah. So, the daycare closed at 6. So, starting at six oh six, five $5 a minute is what they charged you.
1: Yeah. And that's crazy, man. That is fucking insane. That is a lot of money. Like, I get it. I understand why they do it. Like, it's incentive to, like, be on time to pick up your kids. But, you know, sometimes you get caught up in work, right? Yeah. And then even, like, beforehand – uh, like but your job may not be that flexible where you can go in a few minutes late or, or whatever because you have to drop them out of daycare so uh, it's, a, it's a balancing act I don't know it's hard to do but so everything just kind of has to line up right uh, so that it can work yeah because
0: yeah. I mean like if your kid is young and you have to take them to school so for us like We live within two miles of the school, so our kids don't have the option to ride a bus. Like, we have to drop them off at school. Yeah. And we can't – so we're supposed to be at work at 7.30 every day, but we physically cannot drop them off at the school until 7.15. Like, they will not let them in the building. So if we're, like, the first person in line, literally like, I love you, have a great day, shove them out of the car at 0.7.15 on the dot, there's still no plausible way that I can leave their school – get to base, show my ID, get through the gate, get to the building, badge in, get to my office and be ready to work all that in 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's another, like one of those there's before school care is not offered here. So it's, it's just a, a bullet that we are biting um, there. So I don't know. It's yeah.
1: In our case, like if if we're late, we get in trouble. Right. But, um, Like, I know – and I only had a few jobs before I actually joined the military because I joined at, at 20 years old. Um, so I don't have that much experience. But I, the jobs that I did have, like, if you were late, that's, like, pay. That's, com- that's yeah. coming out of your check, right? Like, forget being yelled at or, like, uh, yeah, being chewed out or whatever. Like, you, you know the rules. If you're
0: late, that's coming
1: out of your paycheck.
0: Yeah. And, And I think that's anywhere where you're getting paid an hourly wage. Yeah. And I mean, some places like it doesn't matter what your story is or what you have going on in your life. They're like, if you can't make it here by this time, find a new job. Yeah. And it's, it's just a hassle because a lot of, in my experience, from what I've seen, a lot of the times, the people who are like the big wits making these decisions, firing people, they don't have families. So it's like, I've had bosses like that before where they're like, Oh, well like your family problems, you just need to figure it out. Like you need to figure out daycare. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm trying to figure it out. Like there's, I have no options right now. And so in the military, we have what's called a family care plan, which is if, God. if we have the inability to care for our kids, like if we're going to the grocery store and somebody T bones us and we're both like in the ICU, who would immediately take care of our kids? Like take, temporary custody of them and then who would be their primary custodian if we were to like pass away or something like that. And so, I've had bosses in the past who were like, "Oh, well your daycare is closed, we need to activate your family care plan." And yeah. I'm like, "You can get right fuck that I'm going to sign custody over to somebody because daycare is closed." Yeah. Or
1: I always hated that answer.
0: Yeah, or like I'm going to call somebody and tell them that they can't go to their job and get paid so that I can go to my job and get paid. Like, yeah. what kind of sense does that make? And it's always been somebody who doesn't have kids who don't understand, like, the back and forth that you're going through.
1: Like, the, when COVID hit and, like, child care centers started shutting down, schools were they shutting down. They were one down. of the first ones. Like, some of the first answers were, like, what about the family care plan? It's like, that, oh, man. Like, no, I'm here. I can take care of my kids. It's just like we have to figure going to work we have to figure out this thing of, of going to work like for us they were like well activate your family care plan it's like well hold on first of all like yeah, everybody else is in the same boat so it's not like it's just us it's there's other people that they have to take care of their kids yeah. they're they can't leave the house they're being quarantined it's like everybody's in the same boat like we can't just yeah. activate this and
0: I don't think people and I mean I will afi when that's like our regulations on how things work but I will AFI people to death when it comes to family care plans, because my boss at the time was like, well, we're just going to have to activate your family care plan. And what that means is you sign power of attorney of your kids over to another person, like to be their primary custodian. And so I'm like, quote in the AFI, like you are um, not physically located with the child. You cannot care for them. And I'm like, I am physically located. They live in my house. I am here. Like, I'm yeah. quoting all this stuff. And finally, I think our chief at the time was like, why is this even on the table? Yeah. Like, this isn't this isn't what this is for. But you just hear people and it's like, oh, family care plan. That means it takes care of your family. And it's like, no, that is not how this works. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get people who, like even the contractors on base, you know, like if they don't come to work, it's p t o and if they don't have p t o it's you're just not you're not getting paid for the time you're not at work and it's it's a it's a struggle nonetheless and like I know as I've already said prior like this is just a bitch session like I would never give up like anything I wouldn't ever give up like the time with my kids based on all this stuff I'm complaining about but it's it is a national problem that we have with literally no fix in sight to like make it better
1: yeah and we lucked out with the past couple of assignments this assignment and the last assignment that our our jobs are flexible enough that we can like figure out a time to drop off the kids pick them up um and like figure it out through the whole covid nonsense So we were lucky but Like when we were in San Antonio, my job was not flexible at all. No. So. And I
0: mean, uh, really like when we were in San Antonio, your hours were so long, I would be the one dropping off the kids and picking them up. So if something happened, like like I'm, again, like we ended up doing an in-home daycare. So like if that person who was watching our kids wanted to go on vacation, that was it. Like there was, (laughs) there was nobody left to watch our kids. Um, so we would have to take time off or, like, try to figure it out, like, real short notice. Um, Or if they had a family emergency or they got sick, it's like, okay, in a daycare facility, they just put another, like, teacher there, right, or another facilitator there. But when you're in an in-home daycare, that flexibility is gone. Um, So, yeah, San Antonio was, whew, we did some some true soul searching to find like somebody who we were comfortable with sleeping our kids with there.
1: Yeah, it was a beast. It was tough. Uh, another reason why I don't want to have a kid again. Yeah. Yeah, Going through all that nonsense. Oh man. It's just scary. It's tough. It's stressful. It's scary.
0: So in my hour long research earlier, I tried to, so I did, uh, as a, as a mom of two kids making $40,000 a year. I searched for probably I'll go like twenty out of those sixty minutes on aid for daycare, like like help to be able to pay for daycare, and the most I got from any of the sites where it will give you like the estimated amount of aid you can get was like a hundred and eighty bucks a month. Like that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a hundred and eighty bucks is 180 bucks, a hundred and eighty bucks, but it's it's not. It's not worth it, especially if you have two kids. Like, it's not even a week's worth of daycare. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, that's my uh, two cents and my rant on daycare after I kind of did some research this morning and got internally frustrated. <laughs> let you guys share my frustration.
1: It's not easy.
0: It is not worth it, though. Yeah, definitely Worth, worth it every it. day.
1: Yep. All right. You ready to close it out? I'm done if you are. (laughs) All right. I'm done. I think we can wrap it there. Okay. All right. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see you all next week. Later.